Welcome to Be By Design, a podcast about unlocking the inner code to the person you were designed to be. The code that you can apply to your way of being, your decision making, and your clarity about what you think and how you feel. Each week, we'll discuss a new level of human design and piece by piece uncover the person you were designed to be and the life you were designed to lead. Join me as we lay out the roadmap through life where you get to be your own hero. Buckle up for the ride of a lifetime to discover true understanding of the person you were meant to be. You get to be in control of your runaway Mustang whenever that happens, remembering you've always got the reins. I'm your host, Britia Kabechka. Let's ride. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Be By Design. I'm so glad to be back, um, and today's episode is going to be really fun. Um, it has been our birthday month continues today, and today, um, depending on when you're listening to this, but on the day that this episode drops on April 6th, it is my daughter's fourth birthday. So today we are celebrating my little bitty generator, Raylan. And so today's episode is really going to be about parenting generators. Um, We kind of did a similar thing. If you did not already listen, we did a similar thing on my son's birthday, which was last month in March. um, And he is a manifesting generator. So they are very similar in the way that they um, kind of process and work through things. But uh, Raylan is a sacral authority. Um, My son is an emotional or solar plexus authority manifesting generator. So um, we're going to go through it today. I'm going to talk a little bit about her chart specifically and about who she is and why I just am so smitten with her. Um, Anyone who has met her, she is just this little fireball for like literally a little fireball of energy. Um, and those who know both of them would say they are just so different from an emotional manigen to a sacral generator. And it is so true. So true. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So this morning, um, I started out my day very awesomely with a yoga class and I have not been to a yoga class in years, like an actual class. Um, it kicked my butt. I thought I was going to fall on my face. I didn't think my arms were going to work anymore. Um, But then I had some coffee and girl talk day. Um, So I am catching back up with life and with business and the podcast. And I'm just so glad to be here with you today. So let's just jump into it. So um, we've talked about this again. We've talked about this a little bit before, but the blessing that comes from learning about your children's or your kids or uh, anyone around you about learning about their human design is that we as parents can avoid conditioning our children to be who they're not. Um, we can make their life a lot easier and they can become more confident in how they navigate the world. So this makes our lives as parents easier, right? And like I said, all of our kids are going to be different from one another. They're all going to be very different. And it's important as a parent that 
um, to know about their design of your kids so you can really see them for who they are and honor them for it. Like I said, my kids are completely different. Um, their body charts are completely different. Their everything about them is different, right? And so if we try to parent them exactly the same, somebody is going to be conditioned incorrectly. So if you've guided your child through their decision-making process, you can relish in the joy of watching them flourish with their own decision-making as they grow into adolescence and adulthood. And you get to really nurture that part of them and teach, in, in my case, teaching my son how to ride his waves of the emotions while teaching my daughter that those emotions don't belong to her. Also, while helping her navigate her body, her sacral, her gut feelings and things. So everything is going to be a little bit different and it kind of helps make our lives as parents easier. So you really want to give your kids permission to be more of who they are and less of who they've been told to be, right? And, and that's what we do as parents. This is something that I am still learning. I'm reading about it. I'm learning about it. Uh, I'm trying to, to constantly check in with myself and be aware of this uh, for, both, for both kids, but also for myself as a projector. Um, parenting can be really hard when you, as a projector, when you are parenting generators and manifesting generators. And we can have a whole conversation about this. Actually, I think I have a guest lined up or in mind, at least to talk about this parenting as a projector, um, because, oh, exhaustion. That's it. That's all I have to say. Uh, and if you're a projector, you know, you know, but the beauty of really having a chart for your children is that you can teach and encourage them from a very young age to live according to their true nature and how to navigate life with ease. And most of us have never been taught this. We've never even known this. I didn't learn about human design until I was in my thirties. Okay. A couple of years ago, I finally learned about human design. There's people, you know, older than us that are just learning about human design. There's people a lot younger than us just learning about human design, but we weren't really given this gift, you know, that, that most of us never knew that this even existed and parenting. If you're a parent, it's freaking stressful. Yet with this human design chart, it doesn't have to be okay. Like first things first. Okay. There's no sliding scale on being the best mom out there. There's no such thing as the best mom. We're all just out here trying to make it freaking work and not lose our ever loving minds. Okay. And as moms, we're doing our very best. And that by definition makes you the best parent you can be. Now on this saying, like I heard somebody say once, you don't want to be doing just your best, but when you are continuously trying to push yourself to learn to be better, that's when it really makes, you know, the difference in our lives and in our children's lives of like, I'm here to learn and to grow, not just like, Hey, I'm surviving and I'm doing the best I can because as parents, we have to be our best self in order to give that to our children. That's a story for another day. But as the saying goes, work smarter, not harder. And that's no exception for motherhood. And we do this really by knowing the human design of your child and yourself. And this is a lifelong tool which allows you to parent smarter rather than harder. Why butt heads with a manifester 
when you can learn how to nurture that? Why create frustration in your generator when you can learn how to manage that? So it's something that really can assist you from birth throughout toddlerhood, through their teenage years, right into adulthood. And you're going to create a more emotionally stable and secure person if you do this. I mean, there's other ways to do it, of course, but essentially for our whole life, as long as we're mothers, you know, for the rest of eternity, human design is really a tool that can keep you coming back for clarity as we understand and teach these strategies um, and embody it for ourselves as well. So having this chart, if you go to um, the link in my, in my show notes here, you can pull the chart for your children if you haven't already. Um, use it as that roadmap for clarity because you're able to comprehend their true nature of who they really are. And you're teaching them from a very young age or wherever you're at on your journey. Maybe you have teenagers, but you get to start now, right? Start teaching them that, that they can live according to who they really are. And you're showing them how to navigate life um, with this self-awareness and ease. And that's something everyone really dreams of, having that self-awareness and listening to your body, listening, coming back to that sovereign, um, the sovereign place of, of who you are. And those dreams really can become reality when you use human design as that tool. So when we look at at my daughter, for instance, um, and I, I'll share a, I'll, I'll try to share a picture of her chart just so y'all can see, but hers is very well colored in. If you are new to human design, you can go back to my human design 101. Um, she does not have a lot of open centers. So she is a triple split definition, which we haven't talked a whole lot about. That just means that um, everything is not necessarily connected but she has like three separate areas of connection. So the only two centers she has open is her solar plexus and her heart center. Um, so again, she's going to receive the emotions from other people from that open solar plexus and her heart center. She just doesn't have full access to the willpower. Everything else is defined. She knows who she is, where she's going, what she's doing. Um, and, and it's just a beautiful chart that she has. I love it so much. She also has the two, four, easy breezy genius. So she's got that two line and the four line um, where she is just going to be a natural genius at things, but also she's going to need to pull back, um, find her space, and she's going to love the connection with other people, that four line. So we both share the four line together. Um, and I see that in her already of being just kind of life of the party, being the one who who's out there. Um, so that's all I'm going to go into on her chart specifically, because we could talk about it for days. But I wanted to point out that she is very defined. And when we know this about her and when I know her profile and when I know her um, her strategy, which is to respond, and I know her sacral authority, I can parent her in a way that nurtures that and helps her grow with those spots, okay? So, um, you know, it shows, it shows 
what's genetically driven into the core of her and what what traits are unchangeable within her and that she's always going to be in her head about things and she's always going to love that root pressure and she's going to get splenic hits so when i see her chart i know these things about her that those are not changeable things this is always in her and it allows me to stop wasting my time trying to adjust certain personality traits and really embrace more of her strengths and her quirks of my truly unique and beautiful child. It also gives you as a parent the freedom to finally focus on the parenting strategies that are going to work for her human design. Because like I said, her and my son are completely different and I need to parent them differently. My son as an emotional managing he's very emotional. I want to nurture that side of him. This one on the other hand is, is very, she knows what she wants and she knows she's how she's going to get it kind of girl. And I want to nurture that side of her as well. And also let her know that she'll feel big emotions and they don't belong to her. I want her to know that she can tap into her sacral, into her body. And she always has this energy available to her. So when we know the human design of each member of our family, all four of us are different. My husband is a manifester. I'm a projector. We have a, a manifesting generator and a generator. So we've got almost all of them covered minus the reflector, but it helps each other really gain true understanding of who we are as individuals. And as a result, it can really improve the dynamics between family members and acts as that support pillar when we develop and grow within these relationships. Getting my husband on board with this is still a work in progress to understand. He is a Texan through and through. Um, so getting him to understand that he is a manifester and what that really means, we're still working on him, but, but we know, he knows. <laughs> so um, when you know the human design of each member of the family, just imagine being handed like, your baby from birth, knowing exactly who they are, that they're a born leader and that they have these specific traits and that this is who they are. So knowing even before they say their first word, what type of person they're going to grow up to be and how you as a mom can speak their language to help them grow into the person they were destined to be. You get to do that instead of them taking these left turns to try to figure it out. And then eventually go through all this trauma and conditioning that then they have to work through later in life. So when you know the human design of both yourself and your family members, it makes it so much easier. And when those habits that you can't wrap your head around, they, they make sense. You're like, why do they do this? Okay, this is why. You know, those inevitable tantrums can be navigated effectively. You can acknowledge when they're feeling frustrated. You can acknowledge if you have a manifester that they're feeling angry and your children, they're going to grow up in a household where they feel utterly loved and accepted by their parents and themselves. And they're comfortable being who they are. Okay. In the, the world that we live in today, in my mind, this is the biggest gift that we can continue to give to our children, allowing them to be who they really are, loving them unconditionally and accepting their inner truth. That is the greatest gift that we can give. And when people are living in alignment, it's just 
raises the entire vibration of the world and everybody around you. So when everyone starts trickling down that they're living in alignment, this could literally change the world. And that's what my, my heart, you know, that's what just makes me happy is that we can create this life and this gift that just keeps on giving throughout their lifetime and generations to come. So to me, human design is more than just a tool. It's um, something that we can embrace as human beings and something that has the, the possibility and the capability to really help bring other people into alignment with who they are and their true nature and their true strengths. And when everybody can embody this in a way that is so harmonious with life and with nature, it's like, of course, there's more fluidity and there's not as much anger and there's not as much blame and shame and guilt because we're deconditioning all the junk and all the bullshit. So knowing your own design is where it starts. It's knowing who you are. And then knowing that of your child or your children allows for this unchangeable, genetically driven family dynamic, okay, that God created it all to be. He knew exactly what he was doing when he gave you your children, perfectly, beautifully made just as they are. And you as a parent gave them to you in your perfect human design. So being able to see what cannot be changed in the family dynamics gives you freedom from trying to change the unchangeable. And it helps you focus on alternative ways to problem solve, okay? So understanding each stage of their development and what to expect. You have a method of being able to teach your child how to be self-empowered and always feel lovable because we appreciate and accept all of their quirks, all of their gifts, all of their strengths, all of their weaknesses, all of their power. And how wonderful as the parents to also be clearing your, per your patterns and your personal conditioning that may be influencing your parenting style as you're working with your chart. You get to see, oh, this is, this is who I am and this is maybe how I was conditioned to be different because our parents did the best that they could with what they had. But now we have this tool to take it to the next level. So we get to start deconditioning. And just because um, you were raised a specific way and maybe you were raised and, and conditioned to be somebody that you aren't, you now have the, the power to change that and to start shedding those layers of who you've been told you were supposed to be. And when we were gifted these little human beings, our role is, as parents is to guide and show them how to navigate the world we live in by helping them find appropriate ways to love and be empowered and be authentic and to become comfortable expressing their true selves. Being able to parent them in a way that encourages and supports their growth, yet still you know, know how to teach them to feed their bodies correctly, to make good choices with friends, education and to help them like really garner all the skills to get them from childhood to adulthood. And we do this by allowing them the space to make their own decisions. We do this by utilizing your child's human design chart 
we do this by mentoring your child in a safe environment to become themselves. And that's the greatest gift that we can give them. Their chart shows you as the parent what your child is here for and what roads in their life are going to be their strengths and capabilities. And how amazing is it to be able to see your child for what and who they really are at their very core. So to fully embrace your child by their design, again, we're talking today about we're celebrating my generators. So this is just specifically about generators. But if you want me to go over another design, maybe a projector child or a manifestor child, um, we've done it with my manifesting generators. So go back to that one. But um, let me know in the comments if you have a projector child or a manifestor child, and we can do one for that too. But today is if you have a generator child, like my, my little Raylan, um, they need to really, and again, this is something that I'm working on myself. So I know how hard this can be. Um, but also it's having power and self-awareness of we know how to embrace this side. Okay. So check in with yourself. Again, I'm learning. I'm trying to be better at this, but it's deconditioning from the way I was raised as well. Not that it was good or bad or right or wrong. It's just different and that's okay. So generators need to really be asked yes or no questions and respect their response. They're naturally responsive people and they need to be encouraged to pay attention to their response. So generator children can make nonverbal sounds that kind of let you know a positive, negative, or neutral response to everything they're encountering, everything they're going through. And when a generator child is taught to act only in response to be asked or presented with something and to act only when the response is clearly positive or negative. So as a parent, we have to start understanding that sound is vital and not to force a generator child to say the words yes or no in place of their Maybe they grunt or groan or mm, ah, like they're going to have different sounds. <laughs> so once a child learns their natural response, then teaching the way that society expects politeness and words will be easy. So it just isn't a process that you have to rush as a parent. So when we're becoming comfortable and willing to take no for an answer, um, you know, when you've asked your generator child a yes or no answer is important. It's very healthy for a generator child to be able to say no when they mean no, even if you don't like the answer. <laughs> so um, I'm going to give some examples because uh, this is something that, again, that I'm working on. So giving them the opportunity I'm also reading a parenting book, so I'm connecting the two here, but giving children the opportunity to kind of make their mistakes um, and to, to learn that there's consequences for their decisions, right? We're giving them the power to know and the confidence to know that they can make decisions. So my generator child, I'll ask her, do you want to wear shoes? Yes or no? She can choose no, and maybe there's consequences for that but I have to be okay with her no. So I can do things um, to prepare or, you know, um, I can have shoes ready if she changes her mind later. Um, but if we're going outside, let's just say we're going outside in our backyard. Um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, you should because we have 
a farm in the yard um, with pigs and rabbits and chickens and horses and um, cows and all the things. So I ask her a yes or no question. I say, do you want to wear shoes? And she says, no, she may go outside and she may get a sticker in her foot or she may get, um, we have like stinging nettle, which sucks. It hurts. She's got stinging nettle in her foot before. So that's a consequence of her choice. Now, if I'm saying, yes, you have to put on these shoes, she's going to feel very frustrated. Granted, there are sometimes like we don't really want our child to go to school barefoot because um, there may be other consequences for that, but giving them a choice, okay? Asking them yes or no questions. Ch children generators and also manifesting generators are full of energy. Both of my kids are so full of energy and it kills me as a projector because I need rest, I need quiet, I need peace. Uh, but my kids are so full of energy. Give them lots of physical activity to help them use up their internal batteries. They need quick and snappy bedtime routine. I will be honest with y'all. This does not work for my generator. This works for my manifesting generator but we're still working on bedtime. I don't know if I need to make her run more laps before bedtime or what, but my sweet little generator child does not like to sleep. So she has too much energy at bedtime. She does not run through her entire generator battery. She will not go to sleep. So if you have this issue, physical activity, lots of movement for them. Um, to help them make decisions again, ask them yes or no questions. Teach them that if somebody does ask them an open-ended question, to request that person reframe it into a yes or no question. This will come with age. Obviously, a two-year-old's not going to understand that, but a seven, eight, 10, 12-year-old will understand that. Generators do really well with helping people finish their projects, so they're potentially really great little helpers. So ask your generator to help wash the dishes or um, help with yard work or to help carry things or to whatever they feel excited in their body to do, give them a task. If your child is a generator, again, they, they really thrive from these close and yes or no questions. So respecting their decisions, whether that be the yes or the no, they're responsive by nature, but they don't always consider the impact of their response. So they may say yes immediately without connecting the dots of meaning. And as a parent, it's really important to give your child re the required information before allowing them to make big decisions. Like if you decide to go to school without shoes on, you may be sent home. Um, make it super clear what will happen if your child says yes or no. Okay. It's also very important to know that generators commonly make these sounds that I was telling you about earlier. Um, they make sounds to communicate and it may not make sense to them. It may not make sense to you, but this nonverbal communication is totally normal for a generator. So it's up to you as their mom to learn their language, but also help them understand that this is part of them. This is part of their language. Um, knowing which particular sound means yes and which contrasting sound means no. My daughter, um, she, she'll make hissing noises, which she's not doing to say yes or no, 
but she definitely has this nonverbal <laughs> way. Uh, it shows up in her face. It shows up all over her body, actually. But don't panic. Once they've felt that you truly understand their language and they've learned their own natural responses, you get to teach them then to use their words yes or no with those reactions. So it may start out as, as nonverbal, and then you can help them place the yes or no with that gut feeling. So if you're feeling crazy from your toddler, toddler saying no all the time, and they're a generator, take a breath. It's healthy for a generator to say no. Allow them to make that decision and live through the consequences of it. Okay, they're going to learn quickly about the difference in impacts between the two choices. So as hard as it may be for us to release some of this, because we always want to make sure that they're taken care of and obviously make safe choices. Don't let them run across the street. You know, I mean, we have to be we still have to be parents and make sure they're safe and, and taken care of and not neglected. But give them the space and the the opportunity to make their choices, okay? Make sure they understand that there's consequences for their choices. And then we get to play with their generator side. So we get to play with connecting the sacral and the self-trust, which is going to in turn give them confidence. So the sacral is all about this workforce and life, life force energy. And when we ask your child these yes or no questions, it keeps their sacral energy turned on, okay? Giving them options will only confuse their sacral if we're like, do you want to wear this jacket or this jacket? You know, some examples of good ways to phrase questions are like, would you like to brush your teeth? Would you like to have an apple? Rather than what do you want to do? Or do you want an apple or an orange? Would you like an apple? No. Would you like an orange? Yes. Um, you know, not go brush your teeth. It's do you want to brush your teeth? Yes or no. If you say no, you're going to go to school with, you know, bad breath and you may have to visit the dentist more often. Um, what do you want to eat? That's they're going to be like, I don't know. Give them yes or no questions. And this empowers them to make their choices that excite them and make them happy. The things that they truly want. And, you know, asking them, like, what do you want to eat? Give them, do you want chicken nuggets? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, great. You don't have to give them 15 options. It's this or that. But instead of saying, do you want chicken nuggets or French fries? You're saying, do you want chicken nuggets? Yes or no? Okay, they say no. Do you want French fries? No. Okay, well, these are your two options for this evening, you know. It's one or the other. Like you don't have to continue to give them multiple, multiple options. The answer that they need is already inside of them. But as children, they will need help practicing this, practicing the yes or no. What excites them? What makes them feel happy? What lights up that sacral for them? Of course, kids don't understand that they have this sacral energy. So generator children are born with their sacral turned on but often have that light dimmed by conditioning by people around them. The generator kid is made to be lit up and excited by the things that they're doing and keeping their sacral energy active gives the generator child a great deal of self-trust 
which will be very important for them as they grow up and make more and more important decisions. This is their lifeline. This is where they will be making decisions from as, as teenagers and as adults. And as a parent teaching your generator child to trust themselves and their sacral responses is truly, truly a gift. Like when they're teenagers and something doesn't feel right in their gut that they shouldn't get in the car with their friend who's been drinking, that's what we have to tr- help them learn to trust. Okay. One of the best things we can teach your generator kid is to wait until they are recognized to respond or speak. And this is that waiting to respond piece for the generators. So you're not teaching them to stay quiet or to dim their light or to keep their voice low or or quiet, but you're teaching them to save their energy for times when it is recognized. For example, you te- you can teach your child to stay quiet in class until the teacher gives them some something to respond to. Okay, when the generator child is comfortable in their own energy, the teacher won't have a problem recognizing that and will naturally call on them to share their answers. If they wait to be recognized, they will be recognized. So speaking without being recognized can lead to frustration because what they're saying may not be well received. If they start blurting things out, they may get in trouble even though they have the right answer. So helping them learn that they need to respond to things. And even adults, (laughs) adult generators have this, um, you know, learning learning gap, if you will. It's like, you don't have to dim your light. You don't have to dim who you are, but wait for that, that question, wait for that something to respond to. And when generator children really have a stair-step learning curve that, that they, they feel, they may find that they are very good at something in the beginning, and then they hit a plateau and they feel stuck and they get really frustrated. So you can use yes or no questions such as, do you want to keep going? Do you want to quit baseball? You know, do you want to play baseball? Yes or no? Do you, do you want to keep going? Um, to find your, chil- your child's true answer despite any frustration they may be experiencing. Once they've given you their answer, help them learn to stay true to their sacral response by either pushing onward with the activity or quitting it depending on their answer. The interesting thing about the frustration plateau is that mastery is often just on the other side of that plateau. So a great resource for young children experiencing experiencing this generator frustration is the book Frog Slime. It's a child's guide to calming down. I do see that this will be something actually in my Manigen child of hitting that frustration and wanting to quit, which Manigen is a little bit different because he is going to be a multi-passionate person, but I see this with baseball. He is so, so good, but (laughs) he does not want to get out. He feels frustrated and he feels, um, a a little bit of that anger from his manifestor side, of when he gets out. So I see this for him, but on the other side of that plateau, if generators keep pushing, they're going to reach that mastery. So learning techniques like the ones in this book or other, other techniques like meditation and breathing exercises can really help generator kids get through this frustration. Um, I know that Raylan will also have this sense of frustration because she really gets frustrated 
already um, when she's not feeling seen or heard. And we already do things like deep breathing and affirmations at night and those kinds of things. But um, knowing this gives you the ability to kind of get a foot ahead of it. Now, setting setting aside time to be with your generator child, specifically doing what they want to do, makes them really feel loved and fulfilled. Parents' reinforcement of their worth gives them the recognition that they really crave. They want to be seen and heard. Um, When a generator kid is not being recognized for their gifts and talents, they may unconsciously move towards getting revenge on those who have not seen or heard them, even if it's unintentional, even if you know, maybe you have multiple children and you don't have the time or the means or whatever it is to spend that specific time with each kid. Scheduling a specific time to make sure your full attention is on them is an excellent preventative medicine for the generator child's soul. Killing their spirit as children's, as children's, as kids, as children. Chat. What am I trying to say? Killing their spirit at a young age. Um, that's the way to do it is when a generator child um, is not getting that recognition. Okay. Play and sleep. Again, these children have so much energy. If they're not physically tiring themselves out during the day, um, they may have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep. I've got to get my daughter to do more in the evening. Um, and I'll let you know how this works out, but they need a lot of physical playtime um, so that they wear themselves out. And with all the electronic devices today, it's really a challenge. Teaching them to regularly move their body helps them know for themselves how good it feels to move their body. Um, we have trampoline at home and we have a ranch. So now that it's summertime and it stays brighter longer, they are outside literally until the sun goes down, which I imagine is going to help her sleep habits tremendously. So I hope this was helpful. If you do have a generator child, um, I think it's just so fun to look at these things and really get to know your children on this level. Uh, It allows so much room for us to grow as parents, um, as mothers, and and help guide them. Uh, Again, I'm no expert in parenting. Um, I'm still learning and growing as we do. And I'm just, I'm so honored and blessed to have a generator baby um, and celebrate her fourth birthday today. So Help me celebrate her by um, sharing this with your friends, with your, um, on your social media, or leave us a comment, give us a rating, whatever it is, help us celebrate and leave her a happy birthday in the comments. And I will make sure that she sees that too. So happy Wednesday. I hope you have a great week. I can't wait to see you and uh, share with you some more next week on the Be By Design podcast. I'll see you later, friend. Have a good one.